this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. can be found at comicbooknoise.com as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. <laughs> um, I was just thinking that uh, the Deliberate Noise homepage will be going through an, an update um, soon. And uh, it needed it because apparently one of the uh, Domain, one of the show's domains, one of the domains for one of the shows, I should say, um, had expired and been picked up by um, uh, Internet Ne'er Do Wells. And I had no idea because I wasn't in charge of this one particular um, domain. And so uh, the kind young man, who I'm not going to name here yet, um, said, Hey, you know that one of these goes to a porn site? <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? I'll bet I know which one it is. And then I went there, and yeah. And I don't know when it expired. Um, I hadn't been keeping up to date, which really, which really hits in my ego because I thought that I was doing a good job. <clears throat> but apparently I was in all aspects except that, and updating the uh, site so that it looked like I know it's like this the deliberate noise site was always meant to look sort of janky okay it wasn't supposed to be unusable it was just supposed to be you go there you see the the header slash logo for the site you want to visit, and it'll take you there. That, that's all it was ever supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be anything fancy. It was just supposed to load quick. That's all I really cared about, was trying to get it to load quick. Um, but, for simpli- but <laughs> for simplicity's sake, I had to exchange... Um, style, you know, it had a lot of substance, but it just looked, it looked kind of amateurish, which is fine, because I'm, I'm an amateur, I don't get, uh, I don't make my money, um, making websites, I am a, I'm a professional, uh, at other things, but not at, uh, website design, <clears throat> I think technically because I was making no, you know what? I even a professional, or at one time a, a former professional podcaster. So I think I made it perfectly clear that I've only made, I've only broke even on any of the sites once, and that wasn't through anything from the podcast itself, uh, but rather from ads that I had on one of the sites, one of the. Uh, the, the websites uh, 
fact, I'm almost positive that it was comic book noise. Um, however, I made enough money to cover hosting once, and then Adpocalypse happened. And if you don't know what that is, count your blessings. Anyway, just to say that the, uh, the, the all that just to say that the Deliberate Noise Network site, DeliberateNoise.com, will be updated pretty soon. Now, if you'd like to send feedback, <laughs> yeah, we're still that part of the show. You can email me. My email address is Derek, this is D-E-R-E-K, at ComicBookNoise.com, or... You can send feedback at Derek at comicbooknoise.com is D-E-R-E-K. Uh, normally this is where I put the Google number, but um, I don't know. I think I'm just gonna let that one go. Like I said, there's no feedback that's been given on there for years. Uh, so it's just probably just gonna go. Anyway. I finally finished um, Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes, and quite frankly, I might have to at least do a quick reread again because I don't remember them actually fighting. You know? Um, nah, anyway. And I was severely disappointed. Uh, and I've said this before, I love the Legion of Superheroes. Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, two of my all-time favorite superhero teams. Um, unlike a lot of people, I love, usually love uh, Brian Michael Bendis' work. Um, he has some things that I don't like about what he does. Um, just to go over them real quick, I don't like the fact that he likes to uh, put big emphasis on characters that he created or that he brought back, like in this instance, Naomi, who he created. Um, and I'm also positive he created the Gold Lantern. Um, so they got a lot of, um, of, uh, of, uh, airtime, screen time, shall we say, um, outside of, of course, Batman, which is really weird because Superman is the one that you really connect with, uh, the Legion of Superheroes, and I, I forgot that he was there most of the time, because it was, uh, it's John Kent. Still not familiar, very familiar with that character. Um, and he he likes to... He likes to tell shit. He likes to have, like, big things happen off screen. I hate that. Um, and just... then I'm going into spoiler territory right now. Um, this thing came out a while ago. Um, so if you... I, I think that, like me, if you really wanted to read this before now, you probably would have. Um, so, if you don't want to know, just go ahead, skip for it about five minutes. I don't know what I'm talking about five minutes, but hopefully that will have skipped over the uh, the spoiler section. All right, now, the big bad of the series turns out to be, uh, you know, it kept talking great darkness, great darkness, great darkness, which would point towards dark side, but Big Bad was one of my least favorite characters in all the comic books, and that's Vandal Savage. And I mean that he's one of my least favorite characters, one of my least, definitely one of my least favorite villains um, in comics. And then, of course, the the DC Legends of Tomorrow 
um, TV show used him as their big bad for a couple years. And I was just like, oh my God, can we get rid of this dude already? I don't find anything interesting about him. Nothing. Nothing. Just I just don't. I mean, he, he's an immortal caveman who's also a bad guy. Okay, whatever. Um, I'm not driving behind a garbage truck. Um, just I just don't like the character, right? But he's revealed to be the big bad. I'm thinking, okay, maybe Bendis can do something with him. You know, he has this thing that can create uh, a disaster in, in, in time, you know? Like the same area in space that can happen also... This, 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 this great darkness can also happen not only, you know, in space but at two different points in time and of course, you know, I feel about time travel bullshit um and it was like, uh, okay and it looked like he had defeated the um the combined Legion and Justice League uh he had defeated them they had been beaten. He was uh, a sheriff in a small western town. And he says, Now realize the way I've always understood Vandal Savage's bum ass is that he, um, he was an immortal. So he lived through all these different points in time, you know, wherever there's something bad that happens, he's usually there pulling the strings, he's one of those types of characters, at no point have I ever heard that he was a time traveler but somehow this time around he has become a time traveler or he can keep all of his memories from all of his different self I get, I don't know, but he was talking about how He's talking about how he um, wanted to, to stop the age of heroes, right? And so it started with uh, Jonah Hex. So, you know, there's a Jonah Hex cameo. Um, and it's just like, wait a minute. How do you know there's going to be an age of heroes? Because you're only traveling through time one way. You know, it's not like he's heard Degaton's bum ass. Um, anyway, so... You know, he kills Jonah Hex, which is supposed to derail the, the Age of Heroes. Um, but it turns out that actually he's been captured. He's sitting in some... I, I don't know if, if, if Saturn Girl did it. You know, was messing around in his head, but he's actually been captured. Um, and he's going to get turned over to the Guardians of Oa. And it's just like the great darkness which they've been fighting for the past few issues Brainiac 5 just like oh yeah we defeated the um, your, your great darkness it's just like that was it one line of dialogue okay so they they, <laughs> they do a, a basically a mind wipe of Vandal Savage and then defeat his great darkness off panel I hope that wasn't five minutes because I told the people who were going to skip to come back in five minutes. <sighs> anyway. 
so like I said, to me, that's like the, the worst of, of Mendes's writing. I don't like it. I never have. Um, even if you want to tell it, you can tell it. You can tell the story. You can, you can tell these big things if you need to. If you need to, to reveal something, you need to tell, go right ahead. J. Michael Straczynski did that on the TV show Babylon 5, right? For years, we didn't know what was going on with the shadows. And then all of a sudden, he just sits down and does an info dump where, quite frankly, to tell you the truth, all these different things that all these different uh, puzzle pieces he put all together in a big string of dialogue on the show had no problem with it because guess what when they fought the shadows they didn't just cut scene wow boy that was a bad big bad battle and we defeated everything no they showed it so i don't i don't mind that but this isn't TV, okay? Comic books are that unique medium where you can do anything, okay? You can do anything. So if you can do anything, why not? You know? Even if it had just been one full page, it didn't even have to be a full page. It could have been a half page panel where they showed them doing something but I, I finished it um, not a huge fan um, I'm going to look back through to see if there was an actual fight and then I'm probably just going to put it on the bookshelf and <sighs> let the estate of Derek Howard take care of its dispensation in the future or who knows, I might sell it in an auction or something. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I did read the new Fantastic Four, number one, written by uh, Ryan North. It's the one that has the, uh, the the Alex Ross covers. But to tell you the truth, I like the artist on the inside. I can't even remember who it was now. But I remember being, ooh, this looks good. Anyway, I only read issue one because I saw the head on Marvel Unlimited. And by the time I even found out there was a new... Um, Fantastic Four title starting. It was at the end of the, the last run. Um, so I just added it to my pull list. Uh, so it's going to start with like issue seven, which is fine because that means I just have to pick up the first trade if I want it in, um, in, in physical copy, analog copy instead of a digital copy. Um, and I read it and it was, it was, it was, pretty good it reminded me a lot of uh groundhog's day but guess what that's what it was supposed to um it was a very light-hearted issue one it only focused on the thing and alicia masters who were trying to solve this mystery and you know you get to the very end um and it opens up a bigger mystery because there's a picture of, uh, I'm assuming it's New York City is yeah, it's where everything happens. Um, where the Baxter building used to be, there's like a a hole with nothing in it. And they're saying that Reed did something. And so they they boom, there you go. Jump off into the next mystery. So it was a lighthearted introduction to um, the writer. Okay, because I'm pretty sure it's the first time this guy's ever written the Fantastic Four. He did an excellent job with the thing. 
and with um, Alicia on vacation. And I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because this guy seems to get it right. Oh, and and, and oh, I'm gonna talk about this later. But they gave notes. Um, apparently, Tom Brevoort gave him notes, a four point thing about what the Fantastic Four is, and I loved it because um, it really was. <laughs> And I might go over it on um, one of the Patreon episodes because I've been trying to do something extra for the patrons. Um, for example, with the last episode, I talked about top five favorites, and then six through ten was a patrons only thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to promise shit. Because every time I promise shit, it doesn't happen. We all know why it doesn't happen. It's because I'm just a guy here making a lot of noise. Got a lot of comic book noise. Take it easy.